Welcome to Share Truth Apply Scripture. I am Jordan Shambly, joined as always by Cedra Sarton. And um, we don't have Wesley with us today, but we have Kendra White with us today. Welcome, Kendra. Thanks. Great to be here, you guys. <laughs> well, we actually um, had you on not too terribly long ago, though, to discuss In His Image. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell people a little bit about that? Yeah, man, it's crazy. We're causing all kinds of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the film is called In His Image, Delighting in God's Plan for Gender and Sexuality. Mm-hmm. So as you can imagine, yeah. there's a little bit of a pushback on it. Um, but we've had thousands of Literally, I have had thousands of people send me emails of parents of um, prodigal children that are struggling with these issues, requesting prayer. And so we know that it has really hit a niche. And now we're starting to get emails, you guys, which is so cool, of people whose lives are being transformed after watching this film. And it's not the film. It's the Mm -hmm. truth of of the gospel, (laughs) you know, but it's, it's reaching people's lives and the stories of people who have struggled with transgenderism, who have detransitioned or have struggled with same-sex attraction, Mm -hmm. but have been able to say, hey, your feelings aren't what's important. Obedience to God is what matters. Mm -hmm. Um, Those stories are impacting people, and we're starting to hear back from people. We just had a a couple contact us, that a a formerly lesbian couple that said, we want to honor God, and this is really scary, and (laughs) we're going to we're going to start trying to honor God and be obedient, you know? And so getting those kinds of emails, like God is doing something Mm -hmm. and it is really exciting. And even if you or someone in your family is not struggling with this specific issue, I really encourage people to go watch the film because um, one, there's probably people in your lives that are struggling that Mm -hmm. you don't realize this issue is very pervasive and culture is like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, Uh, just put into bondage Christian families. But two, um, it gives you a ready apologetic response to the world when questions come up. Um, and it helps you to be able to point people to the truth in a really loving way. So, yeah, yeah. in his image dot movie. Yes. Watch movie. it for free. You for can free. Watch what are you it for losing? Free. But I will also say, I will also say that I think people should buy the DVD. And that's because yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I know that sounds weird. You're like, if I can watch it for free, why would I buy it? Well, mm-hmm. in the DVD that you get, there is over three hours mm-hmm. of bonus material that is not that you know had to be cut for time purposes yeah. in the actual movie. And there's so much content there. That I think is valuable and I think people really need. So, mm. I mean, I, you know, I encourage people to go out and buy it. And then, yeah, in the AFA online store right now, we actually um, are about to release in like a week or two um, five packs that you mm. can get a deal for buying five of them. It's just DVD one, but it's designed for you to be able to pass these out to wow. people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, I can't help but think that. Um, there might be families out there with maybe older teenagers, like 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18, that this would be something very good to sit down and watch all Have together. Have those discussions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, the the little bit that I'm in, mm-hmm. you know, on social media with, with the, the, uh, the pervasive 
culture that's going on. And I can see a lot of those things that you're talking about. I, I mean, I see so many, even like 13 year olds who are, who are taken up in these, in this kind of thing. Yeah. And so I think, you know, having those conversations and, and using this even as a tool mm-hmm. to have those conversations, um, because what uh, I, I've I've seen it and it's yeah. it it is um, very very thought provoking. I mean, go ahead I, and get ahead of the lies. I, if you can counteract these mm-hmm. lies before culture gets a hold yeah. of your teenager's mind, absolutely. Like, mm-hmm. please get ahead of that curve and and go ahead and disciple them before the culture mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Um, but again, in his in image dot movie, the the next magazine that we're working on right now yeah. is about is on the theme of being created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you've written an mm-hmm. article for that magazine that's coming out. And so has Michael David Perkins, awesome. who um, also worked on the In His, In His Image movie. Yes, and so did uh, mm-hmm. uh, Laura Perry. Laura Perry who as is well. also mm-hmm. a, a great testimony that you will also find in the movies. It's yeah. such a huge topic. Like, mm-hmm. it really is. Like, yeah. it needs to be covered consistently because these <laughs> kinds mm-hmm. of issues are coming up. When you talk about being made in the image of God, the ramifications of really understanding God as the creator roll over into not just gender and sexuality, but the pro-life issue into it really touches everything, everything. it's really broad. it really does because it's a it's it, it is a question of who are we mm-hmm. you know i mean who are we and why are we here and yeah. what are we supposed to the do the basic fundamental life questions yeah. that we should all be mm-hmm. ready to answer but yeah it, but we're not. i mean <laughs> it, 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 it honestly is it's a question of yeah. what our nature is and that touches everything mm-hmm. it might not be the most important thing but it is it touches it touches yeah, absolutely it's gospel centric <laughs> absolutely so uh yeah look out for that magazine coming out this spring what was the month that was coming out was it may early may early may yeah thank you for keeping me on yeah. that <laughs> but <laughs> the last one is still available you can still mm-hmm. get it and it centers around uh discipleship and evangelism yes. uh kendra also wrote an article for that one mm-hmm. we we're so happy so we kind of brought her in to kind of discuss the topic mm-hmm. of her article a little bit. If you want to read the entire article to go to engagemagazine.net, click the tab at the top that says magazine, fill out, you'll get this magazine in the mail. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and the two topics honestly um, tie together a little bit because uh, the topic I wrote about in the the previous issue is you know Christian fellowship and mm-hmm. how essential it is. And one of the reasons that was on my mind is because of um, producing in His Image and seeing how the church is not handling correctly right. LGBTQ issues that are coming. And I think just sexuality in the church in general is a problem that Christians we don't know how to even heterosexual sin we do not know how to address that. Right. You see a couple come in, you know. You see them on Facebook. They're living together. Let's just say a heterosexual couple. They're living in sin and Mm -hmm. nobody says anything about it. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the reason that we don't say anything, um, one, we're afraid of being accused of being judgy Mm -hmm. and we care more about what people think of us and how we're perceived Mm -hmm. than actually people finding freedom and living flourishing lives in Christ. But two, we feel like we don't have the right to speak into their life because we don't know them. And that's, that's a big problem because you know what? If the first interaction you do have with somebody is coming and telling them something that they're doing wrong, it's not going to be received exactly. very well. Well, that's true. And yeah. rightly so. And that's why I think that, to launch us into this topic, mm-hmm. why I think fellowship is one of the keys to accountability functioning well within the body of Christ. And mm-hmm. it's something that we are devastatingly missing. Yeah. It's 
especially yeah. right now mm-hmm. where we're being told that we can't meet mm-hmm. in some places. And we're very lucky here in, in our area of the world where we've been able to still somewhat maintain uh, our meeting. Yeah. You know, the, we kind of, I think most churches had to take a break at the beginning mm-hmm. of the whole COVID pandemic. Um, but a lot of people have found ways. My parents' yeah. church did, you know, they did drive-in church where people sat out in their cars and they had the sound system set up outside. Mm-hmm. And so they still did music and worship and, and they still did, uh, you know, preaching and all that stuff. And they're still meeting, uh, which I, I kind of, it's nice to have that option, but you still miss yeah. the human interaction. Yeah. And uh, I know that you two know me. Kendra, me and you have been friends for how long now? The We've long been, time. For the longest. Eight, for the longest. nine years. I don't know. Yeah. And, and um, I'm an extremely social person, much like you. Uh, and being, and I, I just really rely on having mm. people around me. And I think a lot of people have, I don't know, there's just, mm. uh, I don't know, it, it, I'm trying to get out the words mm. the way it makes me feel, thinking of not being able to get out and see anybody yeah. ever and not being able to fellowship with my uh, friends, with my mm brothers and sisters in Christ. It just, mm-hmm. it really deep. Well, and you touch on an interesting me. topic because I think a lot of people, you and I are both extroverts, right? Yes. And very much. You're more of an introvert, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, absolutely. So my husband's an introvert, right? <laughs> he has these moments where he's just like, I'm done peopling, you know? <laughs> and I think that no matter which personality mm-hmm. you are, the charge for Christian fellowship is still the same. It mm-hmm. might look different um, just because, like, I don't think fellowship necessarily means you have to have parties every night and you have to have people around you yes. constantly, mm-hmm. but it's more of a, of a depth of interaction. Mm-hmm. And I think for introverts, sometimes it might be even a little bit harder to, right. to take that step. My husband mm-hmm. certainly has had to sometimes be very intentional mm-hmm. about forming relationships, not because he wants to, but because he knows he's called to. Um, and the, the scripture that kind of led this article is um, Acts chapter 2. And it is crazy. You mm-hmm. read Acts chapter 2 and there's this thriving early church, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like they are coming together and and it says that they would like sell their house and like give the money and nobody among them had any needs and they had everything in common. Right. And I'm like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, I yeah. don't know any church community that yeah, is absolutely. living quite like that. Mm-hmm. So like, what what were they doing right? You know, and so there's a verse that says that, well, let me just read it. I have it right here. Yeah. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship in the breaking of bread and in prayer. Then fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now all who believed were together and they had everything in common and they sold the possessions and their goods and divided among themselves to anyone who has need. Mm-hmm. So it says that they devoted themselves mm-hmm. to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And I think we know in church the the importance of the uh, the apostles' teaching, you know, mm-hmm. um, the preaching. We get that every Sunday. We know the importance of prayer. We talk about that. Um, I think the the importance of the breaking of bread is something that has lost significance in the church. We need to, I mm-hmm. think, have communion more often. That's another topic. Yeah. But we still do do that yeah. in, in most churches regularly. Yeah. But we don't talk about the early church devoted themselves mm-hmm. to fellowship. And that word devoted to me says it's intentional. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. they committed to to fellowship. And what I'm finding in the the church today is like churches are trying to do small groups. They're mm-hmm. trying to do Wednesday night fellow like they're trying to do things to get people to interact with each other. Mm-hmm. But what happens is they go one time and then they're like, you know what? They talk to their spouse and they're like, you want to just stay at home, mm-hmm. watch something on TV, need some Oreos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, let's not go tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And so then that takes over and and fellowship is not just just for you. 
Mm-hmm. It's not just about what you get out of it. It is also about being connected to other people so that when a crisis comes in their life, they have a lifeline yeah. to somebody else in the church to help them get through it. Well, that's absolutely true. When I think about the the people that this uh, passage in Acts is talking about, the early church, I think about where they were at the time. Mm-hmm. So you had believers who many of them remembered Jesus mm-hmm. firsthand. I would, I would imagine there were many people who would go around saying, hey, I have this story about my I encounter actually with met Jesus. Him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember I saw him be crucified, but then I saw him, you know, he appear, appeared to a group of us, you know, in this mm-hmm. town over here after he was resurrected, and he told us he would come again soon. So they had this ext- this this vivid, fresh memory of of the Lord on earth telling them, hey, you know, my kingdom is coming. Yeah. You know, and here's how you sp- how you're supposed to live. And they had that ringing in their ears. So and, and then on top of that, you had the persecution, you mm-hmm. know, of, of um, the, the Jewish leaders as well as the, the the nation of Rome, you know, coming down hard on them. So you have this environment of, of course, they want to be together. They want to be each individual Christian wants to be with the people of God. Right. You know, so they had this urgency that was really driving them because they were having they had an eternal mindset about mm. it. They had the idea, okay, look, we're we're not just, you know, members of the same sh- social club that gather every mm. week and, you know, we believe and agree with the same things and we have these things in common. No, these were brothers and sisters, you know, in Christ and they were looking forward. They didn't they didn't have 2000 years between them and, and the cross like we right. do. You know, they that they had I don't I don't know, maybe at the most 5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they they were probably w- waking up every morning looking up at the sky thinking, "Oh, is, is today the day? Mm-hmm. Let me gather with my brothers and sisters and and obey God. Mm-hmm. So and Jesus eclipsed exactly. all other differences Absolutely. among them because yeah. they had that in common. Like when it says that they had everything in common, mm-hmm. you get three people in a room yeah. and they don't have everything in common. Right. Like <laughs> the three of us are here, but we don't have everything right, in common. Exactly. We got. But it's like what you're mm-hmm. saying is that the only things that mattered yeah. were the things that they had in common, and that right. was Christ. And like you think about like the diversity of the early church of like you had Jews and Gentiles, mm-hmm. very different traditions Absolutely. and a lot of an- animosity mm-hmm. between those two groups having to come together and interact and you have male and female, you've got slaves and free and you've got all of these differences mm-hmm. that somehow in the early church just seemed to melt away. Yeah. And yet we don't want to go to a small group because there's some weird people in the group. Exactly. You know, like yeah. honestly, that's what it breaks <laughs> down to is we're like, okay, well they love God and they're committed to serving him, but they're weird yeah. and we just have different, we have different hobbies. So right. we don't fit in in that group. Like, does really does the fact that they like golfing and you don't matter in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, and I mean, and that stings me because I can be that way too. But I mean, that that comes from pride, and mm-hmm. it comes from you know Christ calls us to meet together. I mean, mm-hmm. it is a command in the Bible that we we are to meet together, not forsake the meeting of the assembly of you know the church. Um, but we're not willing to lay aside you know those very mundane concerns, mm-hmm. you know. In, in, in the name of Jesus. We're just, we, 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 you know, I guess we just puff ourselves up to the point where we're like, no, this is, this is more important. Yeah. You know, this is a more important distinction between me and this person that I don't really, I'm not willing to spend time with this person or invest in their lives because of this, mm-hmm. because of this difference, because their personality kind of rubs against mine yeah. the wrong way. And they, and, and brothers and sisters in Christ, that doesn't mean that they will, you know, that they've been best friends for years. Right. You know, it could be someone that they just met. Have you ever, you 
you know, met somebody somewhere in a place where maybe they're, you know, we, here where we're at, there's churches on every corner. Right. Yeah. But if you were going somewhere where there's not that mm-hmm. kind of, con- you know, and you don't have everybody who says, yeah, I'm a Christian there. And then you meet somebody who starts talking about the Bible with you and they say, yes, I know Christ. And you just feel that instant, instant connect- bond. Yeah, that <laughs> bond, you know, and yeah. stuff. And like, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, I guess maybe it is that 2000 years uh, waiting period that we're in, um, but there's just that you don't seem to feel that bond whenever you sit and with somebody who says, "Yes, I'm a Christian too," like you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, back then, I guess it just meant they they really meant we're sisters and brothers, mm-hmm. and so they would drop anything for you, like like it's convicting, like family. Yeah. And and I'm sitting here thinking about it. And I'm like, man, when is the last time I've just been ready to drop everything for somebody? Just I like be- pack a shoebox for uh, you know, every once in a while for like what's it called, the Operation Christmas Child, and yeah. I'm like. I've done my good deed for the next five years. And they're like selling their homes. I'm like, here's 20 bucks. No, they were putting everything on. Like, that is convicting. I'm sending a toothbrush to them. What else do you want from me? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Now, that that is very convicting. Absolutely. Um, And I I think, honestly, we have lost that urgency that the early church had, the the immediacy of how important, Mm. you know, the family of God is. Um, Another thing, too, um, that's pretty convicting is, when we we tend to think of gathering together in small groups and even mm-hmm. going to church and talking with people as a kind of like what's in it for me kind of thing mm-hmm. and and when you don't feel like you need fellowship it's yeah. easier to not go because you can say well i i I'm, i feel good spiritually i feel like i'm doing pre- i'm i'm pretty healthy in my spiritual walk and i have a good par- prayer life and i've been reading the scriptures every day and you know i don't feel like i need to be sharpened by mm-hmm. someone else well let's turn that on its head well, I, I get, you know, what JFK would have said, ask not what your country, yeah. let's change, change that to what, ask not what other Christians can do for you, but what can you do for them? And it, it changes it completely because when you withhold yourself from that fellowship, you are denying your brothers and sisters the good that could come from that could come from your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you're denying them. You're 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 holding yourself back from sharing uh, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit that's, that's in good. you. So even if you go to Christian fellowship and you don't get anything mm-hmm. out of it, it doesn't mean that your time was wasted. Yeah. Because and, how could you have enriched someone else's life? And in addition to that, you think that your life is mm. great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But there's these little <laughs> things called blind spots. Mm-hmm. And the thing about a blind spot is you don't see it. Right. <laughs> and it takes somebody else pointing mm-hmm. out in your life an area of pride mm-hmm. or weakness. And what I love about fellowship is like secret sins mm-hmm. don't last secret very long. Mm-hmm. You know, if you invite somebody into your house, like if you invite the pastors to come over and have a meal with you or associate yeah. pastors, <laughs> and they're in your house and they're like, oh, what kind of movies do you like? And they go over to your shelf <laughs> and they pull something out that is completely con- right. you know, contra- mm-hmm. a contradiction to the mm-hmm. Christian lifestyle. Right that issue is going to come up. Or if you're hanging out with someone and you guys go out and, you know, you Mm -hmm. get a drink and you get completely drunk or high, they're going to (laughs) know. They're going to know there's an issue. that needs. If they come over to your house and your wife is bloody and bruised, you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. you think it's okay to beat up on her? This is how these kinds of problems come to light is when we're involved in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. And and it's not just big things like that, but sometimes the conviction of, you know, Scripture says we're supposed to be like iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. 
And your own family unit does this for sure. Mm-hmm. But you also, I think families can have blind spots. And yeah. you get another family that has a different calling and different set of gifts in their life. And they're able to um, sharpen you as a family mm-hmm. and encourage you mm-hmm. to, to dig deeper. Yeah, And, and two, um, I'm thinking like, you know, the, ch- the church is made of so many different uh, people from different cultural backgrounds. And, they, and everybody kind of brings in different perspective. And I think that's a beautiful thing, that diversity there. But there is a a sense where there is, the kingdom of God has a culture. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the culture of obedience. It's yes, the culture of, I love that. You know, uh, being in the word and prayer. And I, I know people who have moved out of the States and moved to a different country and they become much less American mm-hmm. and they adopt a different way of thinking, a different way of approaching certain cultural issues. They have a different perspective on things. I think that can be pretty valuable. But in the context of this conversation, when you cut yourself off from the culture of mm-hmm the kingdom of God, you will eventually adopt the thinking of the world or mm-hmm. whatever culture that you're immersing yourself into. And it can be completely your own thing. It can be the culture of Jordan Shambly, you know, who's sitting at home, you know, listening to the podcast I listen to. If I don't have the input of other Christians in my life, my, the, the, my culture will crowd out the culture of the kingdom of God. Oh, that's good. And I think that that is something to to really consider when you, when you have the question of, oh, should I go to small group tonight? Yeah. <laughs> Well, you mentioned something, Jordan, a while ago. You said the country club Christianity. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think are the different defining marks of country club Christianity mm-hmm. fellowship and genuine mm-hmm. Acts chapter 2 type fellowship? Because I think just being around people doesn't mean it's a, yeah. the right kind of fellowship. Oh, absolutely. So what's what's the difference there? I mean, I immediately think. I mean, what are you doing when you're when you have these gatherings? I mm-hmm. mean, you can. I, I've been to Christian gatherings with good, very good Christian people who who are walking with the Lord and very faithful and have good uh, influence in my life. Um, but our time there was just sort of like small talk and mm-hmm. you know, just you know, normal everyday stuff. It wasn't fellowship in the light of Christ. You know, mm, it, yeah. it, it, it wasn't gospel-infused fellowship. It was mm. just, you know, we're just having a good time together. Yeah. Not and, that and that's a bad thing. No, but. and there's nothing wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I've, you know, growing up in church, you always have, like, special events that they mm-hmm. do where mm-hmm. they have at their church where everybody comes together just to have a good time. And there's, like, there's a meal of some kind, and you're sitting down, and you're just enjoying uh time together and that's that is fine but sometimes you still have to get down to the nitty-gritty yeah and and be able to pull your sister or brother aside and go hey i noticed this with you what's going on are you okay <laughs> mm-hmm. and then they have to feel like they can really talk yeah uh, you know talk to you um like i said there's nothing wrong with small talk but i've been to church many times where it was just hmm. hey how you doing fine you know people people make it a comedic point where it's like you go in and you're like oh we're great and we're really blessed when five minutes ago you were screaming at each other in the car and it's uh-huh. like <laughs> just supposed to be a big joke when actually it's uh it's actually a little sad when you think about it in the light of this right. and the fact that you can't share those you don't feel like you can share those burdens with the people that you sit with every su- Wednesday or Sunday. Yeah. Well, what's the verse two? Uh, where two or more gather in my name, I'm there. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so Christians gather together. Is is he there? Mm-hmm. So are you gathered in his name? Or are you gathered in the name of good food? You know, right. Are you gathered <laughs> in the name of, hey, let's watch a movie? Yeah. You well, know? I, and, I'd make a, a case for, like, I think Christians need to go just hang out together more mm-hmm. often Yeah. In and break yeah. bread. And, like, when, when Acts talks about, like, they were, you know, constantly together and they were— 
um, in the breaking of bread, we think communion, but the early church, the way that they did communion was every time right. they had bread. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. invited Mm-hmm. that as an opportunity to take communion and focus on the Lord for a moment. Yeah. But they're also coming together to eat and share a meal. Yeah. So it's like, like you said, it's not, it's not wrong, mm-hmm. but you can't, you've got to move past the um, superficial. Yeah, absolutely. And get to really know that person. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, uh, I, and I'm, I've got like, uh, I just, I know that we have uh, done a, uh, special thing every year and I know what I'm going to get to do this year for Valentine's Mm -hmm. Uh, because we've known each other yeah (laughs) we've known each other for you know how long and before your husband ever showed up on the scene I was here first (laughs) we've been been friends for years and like I remember when we would all gather a bunch of us single Mm -hmm. ladies and just um enjoy some time together and then we still did it even after after you've been mm-hmm. married and I, I just remember one particular time when we took time and we mm-hmm. prayed over each other and like we, we took turns like this is what's going on in my life and this just is being what raw, I want. yeah completely and, raw. I, and, and it was mm-hmm. like I, I you know I want more of that mm-hmm, <laughs> you yeah. know that kind of authentic relationship is um intoxicating like Mm. it draws you like you want Mm. to be part of that that's why a lot of like cults that thrive in america (laughs) is because they have that kind Mm -hmm. of community where they're raw and honest and they feel like they can um they can take off the mask and i think that's something that Mm. um i'm gonna make the statement i think the place the location Mm. that real human christian fellowship interaction happens is usually in homes Mm -hmm. Not that it can't happen in a church building, but the way that church services are structured right now Mm -hmm. is to where you come in and do you guys do this at your church? They're like, now this is pre-COVID, yeah, (laughs) but like you have 30 seconds to greet your neighbor. Did y'all do that at all at your church? Yes. Okay. Growing up at a church, I used to do that. We don't do that at our church, but Which it's it's nice that they give you a second to hang, you know, but like I think for a lot of people, Mm -hmm. that is the only fellowship they have in the entire week then they go Mm -hmm. to work and they have like people that are not involved that 30 set do you really think Mm. that you can get to know a person in 30 seconds or even even just the kind of stuff that happens right before the service like i would encourage people go early Mm. to church if they have a little coffee bar hangout like even though you're like i'd rather sleep in (laughs) go hang out with people for a few minutes because Mm -hmm. that's just to get an interaction started Mm. right but that is not enough to 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 can't talk sustain (laughs) godly christian fellowship and like there's just something about like when you open your home and you have people Mm -hmm. i feel like their masks just come off Mm -hmm. when they come in the door because it's like this is real life now Mm -hmm. like you can for one sunday you know for one hour out of the week you can put on a mask and pretend that you've got everything together and nobody's prying or asking you any questions you come into somebody's house for dinner and it's one-on-one and they're looking you in the eye if -hmm. you're like i'm not okay it's gonna come out (laughs) you know and those those moments like Mm. I remember when my husband and I um, were looking to to buy a house we knew that um, fellowship was something that was going to be important to us and Mm -hmm. we were praying and we asked the Lord to give us a home that would have a space that would feel comfortable for other people so that we could love on them and there have been so many times I mean the one Cedra mentioned where we had Valentine's Day we're like I honestly felt the Holy Spirit Mm indwelling in Mm -hmm. our home and people's lives just getting set free and it's not something that you know is eric and i it's Mm -hmm. it's what god does when believers come together and include him and it's it's 
stunning and it needs to happen more often. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, um, again, listeners, if you want to read the full article that we've been talking about, uh, it's still available. We still have magazines available. All you have to do is go to engagemagazine.net and sign up for it. It is free and uh, it is a good, good article and good magazine. So thank you, Kendra, for being on with us today. Appreciate you guys so much and for all that y'all do. Well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, until next week, guys, continue to share truth and apply scripture.